Sent off. Um, I mean, yes, lots to discuss. I think the, the main thing I want to really focus on is the fact that uh, we are going managerless. Uh, it's Monday before the away uh, fixture with Villarreal in the Champions League. Question is, can we do it? Can we, can we qualify? Obviously, keeping Ole around in that fixture in form we're at is big a risk to give away and um, certainly the, the idea that if things are by mutual agreement seems to be the case I think that is genuine I think uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after his interview uh, of the Watford game he said he was feeling low he looked like a defeated man and I think the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back was when he went to applaud apologise acknowledge Man United away support and received, uh, I think, his real first dose of, of targeted uh, um, displeasure, let's just say, um, specifically at him, not just the players. Um, Bruno Fernandes was kind of supporting Ole Solskjaer and uh, saying it's, it's down to players and 
waving his hands and it was I suppose it was just yeah it, interesting to see um, everything we've read over the last day or two and the posts coming out from the players seems to be in support of the manager but I think Bruno's been the one that's brave enough to and De Gea in his interview to really look and point the finger at themselves and how they need to do better um, so yeah I think Ole knew the time was right for him to finish up um, I think somewhere between the Liverpool and City game maybe that was the, the time I'm glad that it's happened now because it's hurting Ole you can see where his head's at he's going to need a few months off his family his legacy is intact as a Manchester United player and manager he's progressed the club he's changed the culture he's built a squad that can win things but he's not going to be able to do that himself the tactical know-how um, to do it and I think he's recognising that that it can't get the performances he wants from this set of players whether any manager can do that remains to be seen there's some sort of deep down issues there and particularly I would target some of the Manchester based players um, I mean Maguire and Rashford are, are the ones I, I'd hone in on the most I think you have Maguire being captain but you know the guy can't really get it he's not played five games in a row at a decent level for Manchester United so he's he's one target earlier on I think um, so yeah I think um, if we're going to dissect into some of these issues I think what we'll start with is uh, is Ole and, and uh, I suppose appreciate the fact that um, how good a job he's done given the circumstances he's the manager since Alex, Ver Alex Ferguson that's done the best job um, Mourinho bought trophies but he you know he took certain players from the squad <coughs> excuse me he took certain players from the squad and demoralised them and um, slaughtered the board over players that he wanted that he couldn't get um, over players that he wanted out that he couldn't get rid of and created a toxic culture at the club so that's something that it took Ole sometimes repair and um, yeah that's been his victories and that's we have to take that over trophies um, Ole wasn't a man that could bring the trophies that, that a hit man as people have said like Mourinho or Conte or a, a style of manager can so I think he's achieved what we wanted him to achieve I think it would have been nice you know if he had a won the Europa League in the summer and then maybe departed and maybe looked for another role within the club in United and not quite a director football role maybe but, but something um, and maybe that's where he'll come back in some form in the future so he's uh, uh, he looked at an interview which was just completely in the spirit of the way he carries himself um, you can tell that it was uh, something that was his idea rather than the clubs. It's gone out through the club's official channels, but it's 
different to previous communications in that it's it's unpolished, it's raw. Finale has a has has a ensure that he comes across uh, video aspect of it. So if you haven't seen Ollie's interview with United, um, it's a tearjerker. It's emotional. Um, he's given everything for the job, and it's more that can be said of most of the people that have been asked to about injuries and stuff like that. So, um, so I don't think, and as I said before in previous podcasts, it was always really for me. Glazers out rather than Ollie out. I think somewhere in the last couple of games. It's been a case that the performances and results are, are too bad for him to to continue. Um, but I think the uh, the decision was was a joint one. He he knew it at the end that the time was was to go. Um, so yeah, I think majority of fans have stuck by him, and it's been an emotional roller coaster the last month or so in terms of what's the final nail in the coffin. Um, but I think we can all agree that he gave everything. And yeah, he'll, he'll remain a club legend. And I hope to see him back at the club soon and in some capacity. We need people around the club that we can trust, that will give 100% work rate, that have relationships with the players. Um, it, cert- it seems to be an outpouring from the players of him as a, as a club legend. And, and I think... He has built the foundations for another manager to come into um, and uh, get the best out of world-class squad so that they can go and win trophies. There might be one or two ins and outs that could happen over the next two years, but, I mean, there is not major change required. Um, it's about it's about man management. It's about having standards and having, you know, mostly a tactical system. Um but also demanding everything we can from the, the the other positions around the club. So should Carrick, McKenna, uh, Mike Phelan, Fletcher, John Murto, are any of them positions, are any of them people doing enough in their roles, are any of those people, do they have enough experience? I think almost every one of them is learning on the job. We're a football club like Manchester United. There's only so many people that can be learning on the job. So that's that's a real problem. Um, I'd like to see Mike Phelan go. Um, I think any new manager that comes in will probably see Mike Carrick go. I don't think any of them are really doing enough. I think Mike Phelan might be... Yeah, I think since he's come back, I think he had a stint where he did a few full-time jobs, full-time managerial jobs himself, and I think this is just... He's going through the motions, and it's you know he's almost that connection between Solskjaer and Ferguson, where there's that link there. I think we need to break them ties and have the new person come in that combines with a director of football with someone else within the company. Um, it's funny how I say within the company rather than club. It's kind of become second nature now with with uh, speaking about United. Unfortunately, that's the uh, that's the realities of it. But like any company, the the board and directors need to have a, a clinical approach and, and a, a new CEO is due to come in and, in place of Woodward, a new chief exec. So they need to come in and do a, do a thorough review of the club. Um, this idea that Woodward might stay on longer is ridiculous. It needs to be the new person coming in that, that really has this appointment, uh, 
decisions for the new manager if we're going to wait until the end of the season. But at the end of the season, that needs to happen in May and be in place in June, give them the full pre-season. They need to work that all through. The idea of an interim manager between now and the end of the season, I'd love, <laughs> I'd love someone to come in um, with, well, I suppose, some strategy to the decisions. So the idea that we might get someone to come in uh, that might then move into director of football role or someone that might come in and, I suppose, hold players to task. Um, so I think there's a few different ways you could, uh, you could go. Um, just opening up the uh, managerial odds here as we stand, because they're changing uh, by the second. I know there's, uh, there's been a lot talked about over the last few days about various managers, I guess. Zidane has been mentioned, which... Too keen on Zidane. I've we got Mark Carrick as five to one as next permanent manager. I mean that is a bit scary. Brendan Rodgers at four to one. Um, I don't think Rodgers, you know, given his form at Leicester currently, he's you know an early man in that he hasn't won trophies. He does play the right type of football, but can he manage the egos of world class? Players from abroad and you know Champions League winners, um, but you know the ex Liverpool scar uh, to bring with him. I, I'm not sure. I don't know if he'd get that support initially from that patience from the fans the way an ex player does. So um, yeah, I mean like um, Fletcher's <laughs> Fletcher is you know a twenty to one. It's ridiculous that that. Someone like Fletcher at 20 to 1. It's scary. He's a technical director in the making. Probably needs to stop playing bridge. He's built the back horses. Uh, Ten Hag is one that's really interesting. I mentioned on the podcast before how I do like Ten Hag. Um, I like the. Obviously, there's a, there's a, there's a Dutch player uh, in United, and that shouldn't really. That shouldn't make a difference. But, you know, Ajax have done Pochettino is being talked about right now as today as a potential new target. Someone that hasn't won too much trophies but did a great job at Spurs and certainly overachieved there. I suppose the, the interesting thing is he's got an 18-month deal at PSG. PSG is never a long-term job. If he doesn't win the Champions League, he's probably going to be sacked. But what if between now and the end of the summer he manages to win French League, French Cup, maybe, maybe there thereabouts in Champions League. Um, if he goes and achieves that, will he be open still to come to United in the summer um, and come Wolves with experience of winning trophies? Um, maybe that's the perfect scenario. Um, if he by the end of the summer has still not got a trophy to his name, and you know he's got Messi. Neymar and Mbappe as a strike force and he's in the French League, then I don't want him. He can't win the French League with that strike force. I don't want him. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, 
see Cristiano Ronaldo, who I mentioned in a previous hot take, as a crazy toss of being player manager. Um, he's gone two hundred to one. Now he's about thirty five to one for a short time. So it's an interesting piece. But I suppose if Michael Carrick's there, what sort of influence does Ronaldo have over the next couple of games? Um, because Michael Carrick is someone that's you know he's he's nothing new to the equation. So you wonder what that bounce effect would be and relief of Ole leave for the players is there blood on the hands of certain players do they realise they weren't quite happy with the player that uh, they're not playing like the team yeah that's the thought uh, people are saying that Ronaldo had say in him going or all this sort of crazy stuff I think there's like a narrative there regarding Ronaldo that just doesn't have any truth to it I think the reality is if they're full strength particularly some of the English players are fine that, you know, Maguire, Shaw, Burnham, Euros, lack of leadership from Maguire. There is a sense of entitlement from Rashford, from Lingard. Uh, I mean, Rashford is a player that really has to take it on uh, on the pitch. You know, sense of entitlement, almost Beckham-like, in terms of what he's doing off the pitch. Uh, seems to make this, uh, give this give this criticism-free narrative to Rashford where everything is falling on him and he's the one that needs to be absolutely shocked. Um, not, yeah, the likes of Jesus Lingard, a lot of, you know, flirting with our stuff on social media, Pogba, we know what Pogba's capable of these days, I think. You know, he wasn't featured as much as he was didn't feature in the last game. Um, so, yeah, I think senior players at the club have a lot to, to answer for. I'd like to see Bruno Fernandes given the armband for the next game. I think he's someone that can uh, put his hands up and and put the work rate in and, and, and help to turn things around in the next couple of games and take some ownership, as he did in front of the fans the other day. I don't think he's been a form player for this, us this year, um, but I think he's earned the right to have a bad run of form without his character being questioned or his work rate or his mentality um, I think he embodied kind of everything that's good about United over the last couple of years under Solskjaer in terms of his not just his quality but how he conducts himself um, in his, his will to reinform Manchester United as a club and um, yeah his, his, his yeah his motivation I think he's captain material I think he, he has earned the right to hold the armband and But, um, yeah, was Carrick bold enough to make that call? He'd stick to the status quo. I would worry if Ronaldo gets the armband. There's a big narrative that's been built around that and how that might look to a deserving Premier manager coming in. Player power and having to take it on and all that comes along. But that's what makes the most sense to me. Give the armband. He has been good in Europe, of course. I know he had his, his bad game the night, night straight afterwards, so maybe if I can 
Europe. I don't know. I think we're going to not have much changes. Donny's got to start. Um, on Tuesday, you would think. But it's away. It's Villarreal. Might be McCred. It might be McCred and Donny all three. Maybe Bruno Ronaldo and... I think Bruno Ronaldo and Cavani. Donny something looking like looking like what the team could be as um unfortunately Sanchez not doing like Rashford and Kim did. Um so but that's on the basis that Cavani is there so I'm not too sure on the basis that it's relevant. So yeah that's kind of mainly what we're at here is uh on is done but Summer it just shows our lack of strategy and lack of uh, forward planning. I think it puts kicks the, the the problem down down the line, and I think there's a lot of positive noises coming probably directly from the club in terms of Pochettino, and I think it's club generated PR, and we'll probably be in a situation come the summer where Pochettino may not. Have any interest in leaving PSG? Um, I might be sacked before then. Go and join the next club. And you're not the type of club that hangs around on the sack. So if he make it to the summer, either if he'll make it to the summer successful and we can get him a good deal, he continues to, you know, push for Champions League or wants to manage to create a better portfolio for the club now. Or else he'll be gone in a couple of months before we get that third stupid getting him for the Champions League, for example. Meaning he might two months, three months where he's approached from another club, not us. Um, but he's just, are they just saying the right things and kicking kicking things down to the summer? Because these are only until mid-pre-season that they're they're going about their, their managerial uh, search, which we know will be far too late. Uh, it would just be typical United. Um, maybe Carrick comes in for a few games and they extend that. It would be typical Manchester United. Maybe the interim that comes in Any of those scenarios will result in us getting a manager that we want to win with, um, and allows a longer space for potentially players to uh, to leave, players to just become demotivated by the lack of direction in the club. So there's a lot of positive signs coming out at the moment, but I think it's all noise. We have to remember what's happened over the last eight to ten years. Uh, Um, really hard to know. I think letting Conte go kind of tells us that United don't want a good manager.
still thinking about it. That's for sure. So, yeah, I mean, games going quick and fast. In terms of uh, preview and Villarreal game tomorrow, um, must win a important game. Um, I don't think there are too big changes, as I said. Unfortunately, it's a uh, slightly earlier kickoff, I believe. Probably doesn't bode well for us either. Um, but yeah, I, it's going to be a difficult game. I think realistically we'll probably get a two draw. Um, maybe we'll get a win now by Magic. But bring us over the line. Got to go down to the last game. And Chelsea coming up after that, which will be a tough game. So I don't know we go from here to the back that um, Carrick that seems to like take charge when very little to change or very little will change it's going to be a reaction against the defenders I think we'll see Bruno and Ronaldo it is you know I think we'll, we'll, we'll see those players build up a reaction against Villarreal and making all the right noises on social media. I mean, Harry Maguire's team says all the right things, but then it's Harry Maguire's team. You can see it in the way they play. The game, you see it. Uh, you see it in their way to hold themselves, but then at the same time, all those news was being announced, Harry Maguire was pictured at some restaurant and, you know, all these famous pictures of Jesse Lingard was shirking the West Ham and so on social media so long before the game. This seems to be this football second business first culture within a lot of the the English players, and I don't mean to target target the um, the English players playing for the team, but I think I'm more influence from teams like Man United, uh, social experts. There's a lot to be said at the moment about you know their social media teams that uh, that are creating a story for each player in terms of how they want them. Um, Gary Neville kind of um, had a go at some at, at a few contributors who were, I guess, covering this uh, and um, shining a light on it. Um, but I'm not sure why he's having a go because you know I didn't see it as a night of you know really truly that is what's happening. But social media teams don't really tell the full story of the culture. that have been around long enough over the past seven eight years is this simply a brain drain on top of that you know the work that they do in training is more important than the work that they do on the field and the photo shoots and the sponsorship deals and the social media interactions and everything that Lingard and Rashford and even Maguire's and Shaw's and Wambasaka's a lot of these players, um, you know, it's not really good at the moment. And um, Sean McDonald's been good to be there. Um, I don't know what he's doing. 
class of 92 where um, because of Beckham went on off-field manager threatened to take over Dini son Firmino and to uh, start to uh, to practice with Skulls and, and and get rid of that out of out of culture United are not just facilitating it they're discouraging it so we need someone that uh, Clearly, Ole is not someone that uh, went against that vision. He was a club man. He worked well with the club. Um, and certainly he was a, not a soft touch, but someone that you kind of speak to and wasn't authoritarian and certainly was diplomatic. And, you know, maybe some of his players had the, style, I think he has nurtured a lot of jaws um, time and time Pogba, Rashford Martial, Kevin, Greenwood um, McTominay, I think he's nurtured the right type of qualities in his players that he can aim and mean mean to uh, to strip for Harry Kane and that might see a couple of departures Sorry, Phil Jones is Kim Carr and Michael Burley. He knows better on that than me. Phil Jones drives a Kim Carr. He's got a five year deal. He's strolling around Manchester for the last year watching the fans play. He knows how they're comfortable at the club and how how do you create someone that can come in and deal with these issues ready summer if not beforehand don't Roy Keane to come in because now it's the end of the summer and uh, they can make things Candidates, but uh, yeah, Pochettino, decent Ten Hag, Abramovich, full of his facets, certainly. Uh, 